This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. You are listening to the Blockade Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Freebus, aka Shut Your Trap. Joining me as always halfway across the world, Jared Morgan. Hello, everyone. I've often wondered if I shouldn't just, you know, pre-can that opening and then we can just drop it in whenever because, I don't know, I think I'm pretty consistent on that. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, you do pretty much cookie cutter that every single time. <laughs> Sometimes I like to shake it up, but then I, I oftentimes will mess it up if I try and shake it up, so I don't know. Yeah, you bork it. Yeah. <laughs> and we, I mean, I do, I do good enough borking our uh, website address. I don't need to bork anything else. <laughs> That's right. Borker us. <laughs> Yeah. So um, I, I hinted about this elsewhere. I don't even know where I hinted about it, but it's been something that's on my mind since I've been laid up with the knee, not being able to do uh, much activity. Um, that being said, I'm a wee bit more mobile and uh, just because it doesn't hurt so much to move around with the stiff leg and the brace anymore, but it's still uh, limiting. I'm still spending a lot of time on the couch, which meant I uh, I think I'd mentioned that I'd started playing it earlier, but uh, I've been playing The Last of Us on PS4. Now, this is a game that's you know from 2013, I believe. It came out on the PS3 first. So and, it's new to you. <laughs> well, and here's the funny thing. It's not even necessarily entirely new to me. Um, I tried playing it back then because you know me. I'm a huge, huge fan of the Uncharted series. It's probably my favorite um, mm. Favorite series on the consoles to date. It was and, what you were playing before TPA took your attention, yes. basically. Mm-hmm. And since then, I've played, replayed the first three games, and then I played the fourth game, which uh, is probably verging on being my favorite of the series, um, except for the fact that number two caught me so off guard, and that was the first one I played was number two, that it's hard mm. to like dismiss that one because I got a nostalgic love for that one, mm. but the fourth one was genius. Um, yeah. Well, so Last of Us is made by the same company, which is Naughty Dog. Yeah. And so I figured, hey, I'll like it. And so a friend of mine, uh, a neighbor of mine had a copy of it. And so I borrowed it and started playing it. And I did not like it. Because I don't like, uh, I don't like horror games. Oh, that was a little bit too gritty for you. Yeah, there's these things called, uh, they're infected. And basically, I mean, God, why would I, why should I bother even describing this? Everybody knows the storyline. Uh, the world has gotten zombies. infected, and it's essentially zombies, except for they're like fungal. Like that's, you know, their heads turn into mushrooms, you might say. Um, <laughs> right. and, there's, and there's different kinds of infected. There's some that haven't, are relatively newly infected. And so they're like crazy people uh, going insane, and they run around really fast. And then you have the next level, which is called clickers. And these are the ones that they can't see you. But if you make any noise, they'll they'll key into it. But when they're walking around, they just make this sound. It's just unnerving. And then there's there's these things called bloaters, which are basically like super duper heavily infected. And they can throw spore bombs at you. and, and it hurts you really, really bad, and they're really, really tough to kill. But the, the part that, that freaked me out with the game most was inventory management. Because I was so used to Uncharted, where ammo and supplies are readily available. And in mm. this game, they're scarce. You, it's survival horror. It's survival horror, and you're supposed to go fairly stealthily through yeah. these things. Well, the error that I made that first time playing was I didn't... 
I would go stealth for maybe one or two kills and then I'd be like, screw it, let's shoot everything. Well, then when I got to levels where you legitimately did need to shoot, I didn't have enough stuff to shoot with. <laughs> yeah. And I got to one of those points, I'm sure you've come across it in games, where you've unfortunately been saving the entire time and you've saved your point yourself into a corner where you can't go forward because you shouldn't have saved earlier because you didn't have enough supplies and now you're woefully inaccurate on supplies and there's no way you're going to make it through the level. Yep. Because of <laughs> oh, yeah, I've been there. Yeah. And so save I, regret is what I call yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what had happened. I got to this point in the game where I came across a level. I just plain couldn't get past it. And so I quit it and I was like, that's it. I'm done. I don't like it. It was freaking me out. I'm, I'm out of there. Hmm. So, here I am all these years later and the game was on sale for 10 bucks. Plus it came with the add on uh, game that they'd come out with later. I was like, I can't go wrong for that. Right. Mm, so yeah. got it and started playing with it. And I was feeling still that same angst, but I'd read one thing and it basically was, you can make it throughout the game without ever even shooting a weapon. Wow. And I went oh, intriguing. Okay, so you legitimately can be all the levels going nothing but stealth. So that's what I embraced. And then I also treated the whole game kind of like it was a Walking Dead episode. Yeah. To try and like minimize me freaking out over it. Um, and I got to the point where I got to previously and stopped. And I had a full boat of health and, and weapons and everything else like that. I got through that level. And it's one of those things where, A, if I had have just gotten past that, I would have loved what came after. <laughs> yeah. And B, after playing the game itself, I realized I didn't even make it a quarter of the way through the game before I quit. Oh, wow. I was essentially still in tutorial mode, you might say, where they're still introducing things and concepts of, of what you're supposed to do. Wow. And it's a big game. Oh, it's huge. Um, I mean, I really milked it too. Cause like I said, what about, what else did I have to do, but sit around on the yeah. couch. So I was searching every nook and cranny, but, um, what was funny is you basically have two different kinds of, of encounters. You have encounters with the infected and then you have encounters with other humans who have just basically the humans are almost worse than the infected because you don't know if you can trust them or not. At least with the infected, you know that they're bad. Um, yeah, humans, right. you're not quite sure, but it's this weird thing where if it wasn't, a battle with humans. I didn't get freaked out at all. I kept my cool. I was able to, you know, combat them and no problem. And that could be like 10 of them on the screen. But when it came to these infected, if there was like three on the screen, I was like, Oh God. Oh no. Yeah. I mean, this, this weird psychological thing, thing that just happened. But what I wanted to mention was that after completing the game and playing the, the, the little add on bit is I've realized how much I absolutely love these games that are uh, very cinematic and very story driven. Mm. So this uncharted, the newest of the tomb Raider series, the two games that have come out, they all very much are telling a story and it's not, you know, we're going to do a cutscene, and then you're going to play some, and then we're going to do a cutscene, and then you're going to play some, even as you're playing, it's, still conveying the story and still helping mm. you. I mean, there's because the, the cut scenes are like all over the place. It's not a big one. And then you play for, you know, an hour without one. And then another one after that, it's yeah. you know, you're playing for 10 minutes and here's another one. And then you play a little more and here's another one It's constantly advancing. Um, and it's just, I really, really dig that. And where it really came to sharp focus was PS4 also 
this month they've got the latest Metal Gear Solid game, which is uh, the Phantom Pain, for uh, free download. So I downloaded that for free. And I was playing it, and I used to love Metal Gear. And Metal Gear is exactly the opposite of what I'm talking about, where it's, they'll do a cutscene, and that cutscene will last 20 minutes. Yeah. And then you'll go for a long, 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 long period of time where it's, you're playing the game, but there's not really story happening. Yeah. And it's not holding me as much. I mean, I mean, I'm only, I'm literally only on the first level and I'm, I'm, or the second level you might say. And I'm just kind of like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Cause I remember where, like, even with, so with the cutscenes, where they, are they actually like rendered cutscenes or are they like mm-hmm. game generated, like engine generated cutscenes? Oh, you know what? Uh, Metal Gear has gone into uh, game rendered uh, cutscenes. They're not uh, CG cutscenes. Yeah, because that's that's the thing that like blew me away when I first saw um, uh, Metal Gear Solid One. I think on PS on the PS One was it? On yeah, PS One. Thing. Yeah, and like even then, the thing that like blew me away is that they even had integration with the controller. So in that first scene, when the helicopter came down, your controller started to vibrate. With mm-hmm. the helicopter landing, and it was just like, "Wow, this is now next level stuff." Yeah, this is how you this is how you do dual shock integration into right. a game, and uh, so I'm glad to see that they they still went with the game rendered um, uh, cutscenes. That would take a lot of computational power to actually write that in code rather than just like rendering it. Though, jeez, wow, <laughs> that's that's my yeah, but the thing is, is it makes it more seamless going from the rendered cutscene yeah. to actually playing, as opposed to it used to be like you could pretty much put your controller down, and mm. then all of a sudden it would go from the render to pre-render to the game, and you're like, oh, oh, time to play again. Whereas what they're doing in this one, it was kind of funny, is they put a little symbol of your controller up in the corner of the screen to be like, uh, yes, your turn now. You can you can start playing again. Right. <laughs> I remember this game, and it was another one of my favorites. It was a shoot 'em up on um, PS One called Philosoma. And the whole idea was you were basically flying this plane around. And the, the, the killer hook with this game was that it was a, it changed the perspectives of the shooter to different perspectives that you would normally see. So it would be like a, a Raiden-style shooter. And then it would oh. be a side-scrolling shooter. And then it would actually be a backwards-view shooter. And then it would almost be like a, um, um, oh, what is that Sega game that um, um, has you sort of, directly behind the, the shooter and it like goes up and down um, sort of around the screen sort of in a circle. Not um, not Altered Beast. That's not the game I'm thinking of. <laughs> it's um, Space Harrier. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah like Space Harrier style. But each each transition between the games was this really nicely rendered cutscene. And then you would see the the aircraft sort of on the in the cut screen go back to this sort of central position and then the game will go flick and just cut open and none of the of the graphics were anywhere near like the cutscene. And it was just so jarring to actually feel that. And there were even some cutscenes in there which clearly they didn't actually link in back into the game. So there was like these two cutscenes back to back where really there should be an interjection of like another game mode. And there wasn't any game mode. It was just like, oh, we've ran out of time. So we'll just chuck this one in there because we spent so much money on the cutscenes, we couldn't, didn't actually have time to write the game. <laughs> well, I used so, to yes. remember. I used to remember with uh, Final Fantasy the the first uh, like seven, eight, and nine, yeah. um, where it was so exciting 
to see those cutscenes because we hadn't seen CG like that uh, in a game. CG not in a game, and shoot, not even really in movies. I mean, you had Toy Story; that was like it, you know. Yeah. And so these things were so amazing, and you know, and then games started opening. One of the unlocks would be, oh, and you can watch all the cutscenes, you yeah. know, without playing the game. Oh. Like, oh, that's awesome, you know. And now, if I watch it, it's kind of like, hmm, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> not impressive. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's funny how how our expectations change as technology shifts with us. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So. Let's talk a little bit about Zen. All right. A little bit. Have we ever talked <laughs> this much about Zen? I mean... No. <laughs> for, this is probably the fourth week in a row that we've talked it. Um, the only time we've talked this much about Zen is when we were doing the Zen book club. Um, <laughs> which we haven't done in a very long time. <laughs> no, no, we went through all the tables and that because it was a, a hard thing to organize. But now they've essentially done that very thing for us with the tournament modes, haven't they? Like they've oh, done, they, taken all the hard work out of it for us. They've taken all the well, hard work out of it, and it's it has been the improvements they've made to this game have made me being playing the game weekly. It, it's incredible oh, really? what this little bit of improvement with Pinball FX three has done to my playing of the game. Um, and it's entire. All I can say is they, they, they are a wild success in what they were aiming to do, which was engage the community to play with each other. Mm-hmm. And that is entirely what I'm doing. I'm not playing the games individually. Um, You're only playing them in if matchup at all. Mode. I'm only playing them in matchup and tournament mode. That's all I've been doing. Yep. And it, addictively so. So good on you, Zen. You really, like I said, you, you achieved what you set out to achieve uh, in, in terms of my playing. Um, mm. So last week we did a one ball tournament on Empire Strikes Back. Oh, yeah. And I thoroughly got my butt kicked as well as a lot of other people did. Um, <laughs> we had a, quite a few people play uh, and I'll just rattle off the top five. Number five, uh, was XAF Smeril? Good luck me pronouncing some of these uh, <laughs> screen names. <laughs> came in at 19.9 million. Uh, Johnny 3W6 came in at 33.8 million. Uh, David 5 came in at 59.7 million. Uh, MLK EL74 came in at 67.5 million. And then kicking everybody's butts, uh, Mindu 22 came in at 107.7 million on one wow. ball on Empire, which is. Damn impressive. <laughs> pretty big. That's a pretty big score right there. Because well, yeah, it's not a high scoring table. And that means he must have completed quite a few modes, modes on one ball. On yeah. one ball. And and I realized because I hadn't played Empire in quite a while, that the thing I hate about that table is everything is timed. Mm. So those movie modes are timed. And unlike yes. yeah. unlike what they did with uh, some of the future Star Wars games. If you only complete half of the mode, the movie mode, and you fail, next time you go to boot it up, you got to start over from the beginning again. Oh yes, I remember save, that. Yeah, it doesn't save your progress, so it's exceeding the amount of times. The amount <laughs> of times I've done that start mode on, I forget which table it was, one of the newer ones. I think the Force Awakens or something like that. Oh jeez, trying yeah, to get Force, through that first little bit. But the Force Awakens at least saves your checkpoints for the movie modes. Because yeah. each mode has like two modes in it. So if you beat the first half, then you only have to beat the second half. Empire mm. doesn't save that at all. No. You beat the first just, half and then you fail the second, you got to redo the first half again. <laughs> it just punishes you unmercifully, basically. 
Yeah. It does. So uh, because I don't feel like being punished anymore, I've already uh, loaded up the next table. It's already in as of uh, Saturday at about uh, 2 p.m. Western Pacific time. That is, we're going to be playing Fear Itself, which is probably my favorite of the Marvel tables. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be normal ball mode, so three balls. Um, Unless you can earn extra balls, go for it. Uh, and you are able to put in add-ons, not wizard mode add-on, just uh, standard add-ons um, to pick. And you got seven days to play that, so it'll be finished right before we record next week for our podcast. Um, oh, good. So we should see some nice, healthy scores on this. Uh, and I, I decided to do the normal play instead of survival mode or whatever, because I was, and this is where it where we're coming into how much of Zen is getting me to play. I came across somebody else's tournament and it was the, uh, the women of power or champions. I can't remember. Uh, it's one of those Marvel tables that they did with the, they do they did the, the two girl superhero tables. Oh, the, this uh, the yeah. Miss Marvel and, and the other one, right? Yeah. And I believe this is the Miss Marvel one that has a squirrel girl on yes, it. Yes, it is. Yeah. I rarely had I, I I really hadn't given that table much of a glance, and then it was in somebody's tournament. I was like, ah, what the heck? I'll play it, and that's where Marvels or where Zen's got me. I come across uh-huh. these tournaments where I'm like, sure, why not? I'll give yeah. it a sample, and then the next thing you know, I'm like, oh, I gotta go better than this. I gotta beat these people's scores, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I wound up running the table the first time I played this thing. Which was amazing, and then having my computer crash in it, and not logging my score, which, oh. which I was so close to being the top person, but then I booted it back up, and I was like, "I am coming for you," and played the <laughs> heck out of it. And this time I threw in, this time I threw in add-ons and everything. And by the time I had taken first place, thank you very much, I knew the table, <laughs> and I would like, have oh. never, right, and I would have never given the table a second look otherwise. And they've done this to me on various. I was playing Wild West the other day, and yeah. trying to figure that out. Um, you know, it, it, it's been working on that aspect. So, mm-hmm. no, it's I'm just really time in front of tables. Like the it more is. time you spend on the table, that you're forced almost to spend on the table, that you're going to learn things about it that you haven't seen before. Yep. Like I remember when I, I think the thing that was great about the Zen Book Club for me was because of that very reason. Like we had one table, two tables that we were concentrating on. In fact, it was one a week where we just yeah. slammed that table until we got really good scores on it. And it's the same same motivation. Like, it did the same thing, except with the new Zen um, uh, infrastructure now, it makes it a whole lot easier to do that. Well, when we were doing the book club also, we only had uh, three or four of us actually playing against each other. And That's was, right. And it was pretty obvious if Pinball was uh, 45B was playing, he was going to win. And yes. then it would be usually a competition between uh, Sven and myself. And it would depend on if you knew the table, you'd smoke both of us. And if you didn't know the table, we'd smoke you. So Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was what it came down to. Yep. And the fun with this is, and it's been confirmed now, if you're a PS4 player, you can play in my tournament. If you're an Xbox oh. One player, you can play in my tournament. If you're on Steam, obviously, you can play in the tournament. Um, so good, man. I just cannot a- wait. Can't Everybody's wait until they jumping. bring these functions to, to mobile A. Oh, yeah. I think, honestly, TPA will be taking a backseat big time. Um, it's totally taking a backseat to me. It mm-hmm. absolutely has. Um, yeah. Because it's it's that 
it is that thing where you need a motivation to come back to some of these and, and play it mm-hmm. more than just, oh, I sampled it, I beat the wizard goals, I'm done with that table, and I'm not really playing it again. Yeah. It's and, and the fact that there's such a variety of ways to set up the tournament, um, it, it really you can really shake it up week to week. And that's what I'm trying to do here is um, I'm really going to be trying to shake it up. And I think the following week we're going to probably be doing something in survival, but I need to find a good table for that because as some people pointed out, um, there are certain tables where the only way to score is to start modes. And some of those modes take longer than the 60 seconds you would need for <laughs> that the survival demands. So yeah. it's otherwise it'll be like, you know, sub one million scores because right. you just can't run a run a mode. Yeah. Right. So uh I, I'm gonna have to kind of look and see which tables are, are better for that. So if any of you have a suggestion um as to what you think would make a good survival table, not just as one person suggested, I think you should do survival uh, while playing Doom. Well, yeah, that's funny, but I don't know for sure Doom is a good table to do that on. Um, so mm, probably not. If 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 you know for a fact of a table that doesn't require uh, starting modes to get uh, scores going, um, I think that we'll pick that for survival mode for the next time. If you do, why don't you drop us a line, uh, either our email address, which is blah, blah, blockade at gmail.com or go ahead and post it to the blockade Twitter handle, which is at blockade. Mm. Beyond that, yeah. that's all I have for Zen. Um, because that's all I need. <laughs> yeah, that, that is, that's pretty much wraps up Zen for sure. Well, I've been having a look at the beta two of um, Ghostbusters on Android. Boy, sure, wish I could um, play. Oh, uh, you're still having troubles on Steam with it. Oh, let's, let's, this last go around would be that uh, they finally put the DMD in, and I could watch oh. the table fly by. But if I watch the table fly by too long, the game crashed. If oh. I push the start button, the game would crash. I've never been able to launch a ball yet, and they thought that they had what they called a, a memory leak. Uh-huh. And so they feel that they patched that up and I thought that they posted a new version. I went and looked it up this morning and it kicked me back to the old version where Fathom was the brand new table. So, uh, no, I mm. still have not been able to play this. Well, that's, uh, yeah, well, we're in a much better state than, than you guys. I think for this particular reason, they're, they're looking at Android first um, rather than iOS first. Okay. Um, because I've, I've seen like the, the iOS beta thread that, yeah, the guys are still waiting on the build. So I think we're kind of doing all the hard work for them this time because they usually do all the hard work for us. Right. They do the, the major bug crunching over in iOS land just to get ahead of the release cycle. But yeah, this time around, I think they're, they're starting with Android potentially because on getting it right on Android is going to be harder than iOS um, mm-hmm. because of the different um, device variants. So yeah, it's a, it's still... It, it was okay on the Shield. I haven't yet loaded up again on um, the Pixel XL. I think it's still suffering from that strange... I think we've actually got a bit of a memory leak as well on Android with it that they're trying to um, they're trying to patch. It's just, it seems that when you start the game first and it starts loading the ball, it gets really jittery, so you have to actually put it into background mode, bring it to foreground again, and whatever that does gets rid of the memory leak and resets things. So they're, they're doing all they can to try and get that done because that's going to be crucial to the game being released. It, it's a, basically a blocker before it can yeah. go out to get performance at least to the point where it's actually okay. And, of course, we still haven't got some of the graphical niceties in there yet, like alpha pains and stuff, because, honestly, they're just trying to get the performance <laughs> working right, right. right at first. This game is the biggest game um, from a 
gigabyte or megabyte perspective in the game. It's like 125 megs for the table file. Wow. Whereas all, all the other tables are around 30 meg. Mm. So it just shows you just how much stuff they packed into this ROM um, compared to the older um, sort of antique ROMs that we're used to on some of the games. So it's huge. And that's, I think, if it was being released on Stern Pimble Arcade, that ROM would be even bigger because yeah. the um, the audio wouldn't be as compressed. So it's a huge table file. Um, so yeah, it's it's a it's a very interesting challenge to see try and get this table into a platform that originally probably wasn't designed to have it. Um, well, so, when, yeah, when, but, when Farsight used to say, oh, the, you know, the machines can't handle it," and we used to be like, "Yeah, sure, right." Maybe mm. this is where they're kind of talking about. Um, you know, they they would always say that Big Bang Bar is a computational nightmare. Mm. Uh, and if that was a computational nightmare, yeah, you can only imagine what Ghostbusters is. So who knows? Maybe by cracking Ghostbusters, doing something like Big Bang Bar won't be so difficult. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it, it's possible. Yeah. But geez, yeah, it's um, it's probably the one of the most challenging releases that I've actually had to see them try and get out. So yeah, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be, yeah, a few more cycles left, I think, before it goes out. Well, I keep on checking. I'm hoping to uh, to finally get a to get a it's crack. It's a fun at game. But... It's good. Those ghost slings, man. They they're like the killer feature for me. Yeah, they're fun. They're also deadly, but they're fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, real good. Yeah, the other the other issue that I I don't think this is what's uh, causing the the problem for me because other people have posted also in the in the beta uh, mm. the problem that I was having, but um, my computer. I'm running running uh, Windows 10. They just came out with a major update. Oh yeah, like a service patch or whatever. They call a it service now. patch, essentially, yeah, and it will not run for me <laughs> because mm. I keep on getting these error codes, basically saying that oh, you've already got an update uh, in process, and that update needs to finish before this update can happen. Oh, I don't so have you're locked. So you, I'm you locked. Can't. I don't oh. have anything else up, and I don't have anything else updating. So I don't know what the what the issue is. Um, buddy of mine said, "Oh, what you need to do is you need to disconnect every USB thing that's plugged into your computer, um, including your uh, your disk drive, or not your disk drive, your uh, uh, CD-ROM drive, and then it should be able to to leapfrog." So I did that. I unplugged everything. No, still not the problem. So oh. I don't know what the heck is going on, and I'm not the only one that has this issue. There's a host of people. Um, when I post the error code that pops up that they're all having the same the same oh, issue. Well. And I had this exact same problem years ago with, uh, what was it, Windows 98. Yep. When they were doing from Service Pack 2 to Service Pack 3. I could not for the life of me get Service Pack 3 going. Oh, yeah. The problem is, is that my computer then is constantly <laughs> wanting to put the update on. And yep. so I keep on getting this message going, are you ready? So... It's doing something in the background that's constantly checking and looking for the update, and I'm not, and yep. it's causing my computer to hard crash every more time, and more, mm-hmm. which is just, and, and you know, regardless of what I'm doing, I'll just be, you know, surfing on the internet, and all of a sudden, the whole thing goes down. I'm like, sure enough, when it pops back up, all of a sudden that little window will pop up. Hey, do you want to upgrade? I'm like, yeah, I really do, but you're not letting me. <laughs> is it like you might have to go and like go deep into you? <laughs> Resolve the problem. You might have to actually essentially clear the cache, like you put on, you know. Oh, <laughs> it's, I've platform. tried. I've tried some of those things, but it's literally apparently going into safe mode, 
uh, and having it only do the most basic of startups of things, or which it starts getting beyond me. I need my my mm. computer expert buddy to uh, to try and work his magic, but uh, hopefully, my, hopefully they'll release a something that they can deploy without having to go through that update system that's balked. Um, yeah. I well, and I guess Windows is claiming it's not their fault. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of like, course really? they would. Yeah. Of course they are. You know, it's your um, operating system, mate. Like, you know, what no, are you my, my lap, my laptop, it updated. No problem. Yeah. So it's just the desktop, but of course my laptop doesn't. Yeah. My laptop doesn't have a printer connected to it and a router connected to it. And you know, all no, this other peripheral. Yeah. You know, all the other peripheral jazz that uh, goes on to it. So, but mm. uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of frustrating. <laughs> yeah, that, that is that is real frustrating. I'll be doing all I could to actually resolve that issue myself because it sounds like it's just balking everything on your computer. Um, so yeah, that that would be for me that I'd be I couldn't rest until I resolved it. But that's just <laughs> me. <laughs> It'd be triggering me every single day that the computer wasn't fixed. Well, when you spend about a day doing everything you can, uh, you know, with googling and and disconnecting and searching and then you realize that entire day was just wasted uh then you, you just really want to do it again no then you just kind of go you know what i'm gonna see if i can live with this for a while yeah i think i'll just live with that yeah if you're spending a whole day on it yeah i can understand that feeling yeah uh, because i've done it myself and it's very very disheartening at the end of the day uh, yeah. so uh give us an update on where you are with uh jack's jack's open okay so jack's to open it's ready to go unfortunately um, we found that um, some of the pop bumper driver boards um, had a, there's three pop bumper driver boards that are like auxiliary boards because they ran out of space on the, um, on the main board that drive okay. the pop bumpers independently. And um, it's one of those boards is crook and we don't know which one it is. And I suggested that all I do is put one board in at a time with a, mm-hmm. a fuse because it's blowing F11, which is the solenoid circuit every single time the game boots. So the only thing strangely that works is the, the trough kick out. That one must be on a completely different circuit than every other solenoid because it's working. Hmm. Um, but the main, all the other flippers, the flippers are dead, the um, drop target bank is dead and the pop bumpers are dead. So basically dead. Oh. Um, so it's flipping, it's, it's making noise. It, it will score. Um, like if I do manual things, um, okay. but it, there's just yeah no coil voltage and I, all I want to do is just get a whole stack of two amp um, fuses and just eliminate which boards are dodgy and then yeah because all it will do is take out that fuse it won't take anything else out oh okay um, well I presume so because if it if it fails for whatever reason it just pops the fuse and I go well, okay well that board's crap throw that right. away put a new one in and see if that one's bad and if it's not keep it in and then or earmark it and then put it in later when they're all, all the other ones are fine. Mm-hmm. So I've got like a total of it, the game came with two boards and one board was missing. So I've got a parts play field with three of them on there and I put one of the parts play field ones on and that's the one that tripped the circuit. So yeah, he said, look, just I'd prefer it if we just like left it and I'll take care of it when it comes back to the shop. So okay. it's ready to go. Um, and I think I've just got to adjust some contact gaps on some of the um, contacts or that they're dirty or something because they're just not registering. Um, so I'm going to try and do that. But I think I'm just going to leave it for now. It's it's at the point where it's ready to essentially just have the last little bits tweaked on it and then it, it can be done. 
They can so be any, any clue what the uh, next table he's going to send over is? Yeah, I'm not sure at this stage. I think he's having a bit of trouble with um, some of the uh, aspects of the business. So it might be a bit of a break between tables for me um, until he can sort that out, just the handover of the business. So um, I'll, I'll keep a spot available for it there. And when he's ready, he can um, flick another one my way. Um, but I think the next one the next one might have actually been our favorite El Dorado City of Gold. Oh, uh, <laughs> so, in other words, put that one out in the street and just let cars run over it. And then it's Well, fixed. you know, so, so long as it's turned off, you don't have to hear that <laughs> annoying music. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> this one, the this would be the, the Jack Open one that I have would have been the only full complete game that I'd be getting. The rest of them would oh, just okay. be, here's a dodgy old cabinet and here's a play field. Drop the play field in so you have a work reek, basically, and do all the servicing without any connections. So, yeah. Uh, and then the idea would be take it back to the shop, plug it into the... The um the actual game like reconnect everything and then start testing and eliminating any problems. So oh, okay. it it really is just like service and blind here. Yeah, and then take it back to the shop and then just do any final burn at the shop. So you know, and yeah, hopefully that will continue. Hopefully whatever's going on there, they can they can work out a, a amicable agreement and I can start doing them again because I really enjoy doing Jack's Open and it looks really yeah. good. good. Like it it way longer than the hundred dollars I was being paid for it, but um, <laughs> don't actually care because I've got a lot of satisfaction out of actually taking the, the miler off and making it look presentable for the client. So did you, uh, did you uh, bother waxing it? Um, at this stage? No, I didn't. I just put the mylar down and I think I would have sprayed a bit of Mr. Sheen on it just to get the spin back up on it. But honestly, I was just trying to get the thing working. So yeah. it hasn't really been a focus for me. So I was just li- literally manually manipulating the um, contacts with the ball um, and it's not even really level, so the thing was just drifting around, floating real bad. So, yeah. Um, so, oh, yeah, I really haven't given a lot of like. Um, uh, I just figured when you had when you had the uh, when you had the playfield stripped, it's like that's the time to wax it. So, <laughs> well, no, I just did it. I basically just um, Mr. Sheen does a pretty good job for it. Um, I don't want to actually go to the extent of waxing it. It's basically just get them out of the door. Yeah. These ones. So, um, okay. if it was mine, yes, I would. But um, um, and if it was mine, I'd probably would have stripped off all the mylar rather than just the lower section mylar. I actually done it really well, but yeah, can't do it. Got to got to be realistic about things. So we'll see. We'll see if there's some more coming my way. Hopefully there is. And um, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds oh, like yeah. your kids are having a good time there. Um. That's right. I think they're being vacuumed up. I think we're actually had enough of them, and we're just sucking them up into the vacuum cleaner. Well, and, why don't we um, let uh, Jared go ahead and uh, check up on them? Uh, we'll uh, we'll have a nice little short episode this week. Uh, yeah. So, folks, as we mentioned before, you can uh, go ahead and contact us via email, blah blah blockade at gmail.com. Visit our website, blockadepinball.com, and there you can find past shows as well as shows notes and uh, websites that we happen to mention. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter. I am at Shut Your Traps. He is at Jared Morgs. And the show, of course, is at Blockade. Hmm. Beyond that, uh, yeah, play our tournament, please. Oh, I should mention, in order to play the tournament, you're going to need to look up my name, uh, Shut Your Trap. And some people were reporting that the tournament wouldn't pop up with just that information that you'd also need to type in the table. So again, we're going to be playing uh, Fear Itself this week. So uh, enter in those two pieces of information, and you should be good to go, no matter what console or PC you are on. That's awesome. Get flipping. Get flipping. All right. Um, so we'll talk more. Hopefully, I'll be able to you know, have my own uh, thoughts on Ghostbusters next week. Um, Hopefully. Yeah. I hope. 
So uh, we look forward to that, folks. <laughs> Beyond that, oh, uh, you know what else? I'm going to tell you right now what we're going to be talking about next week is uh, Stranger Things because that, that pops up on Netflix on Friday, and I guarantee I will have watched the entire thing by the time we talk about it on Saturday. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, get prepared, Jared. Um, okay. <laughs> all right, folks. I'll get, I'll get those years on because I haven't seen a yeah, single exactly. episode of it. Oh, yeah. my God. What's wrong with you? Um <laughs> We've already covered it's, what's wrong with me. <laughs> it, it, it is available to you, though, yes? Mm, on, on Netflix? I'm not sure. Maybe. They don't have it available? I, I don't know. I don't have a Netflix oh, subscription. Oh, oh, that's... that's Okay, I thought you did. Okay, never mind. No. Nah. Well, then I forgive you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't have any subscription to any pay service. It's just whatever they decide to dribble out to um, free-to-air. Okay. Um, well, basically. I, so. I, I, will see, I will cease my mocking, then. Um, yes. All right, folks. <laughs> so until next week, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blockade is delivered to. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball.